This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. What was it, a month ago? Maybe a little bit more when we heard that uh, Jared from Subway, the Subway weight loss guy, lost, what, 200 pounds eating Subway food uh, three times a day or whatever it was. And we we heard that his partner had been arrested for child porn and, and then it turned out that they had they were looking into him as well and took a bunch of stuff out of his house. And you thought, well, okay, so yes, Subway dismissed him quickly, but surely, I mean, there's some logical explanation. He's not into child porn. No, apparently he is. Yeah, apparently well, he that's is. That's possession. That's the deal that he right. made. Okay. So explain, because obviously you're an expert in this particular area. <laughs> explain the difference between... There's... What, what, First what? of all, there's not, they're mm-hmm. not going to raid. The feds are not going to raid his house without coming up with something. There, no way. His partner, his partner was dealing in child porn. Right. He was a really bad guy. So there's mm-hmm. no way they're probably not going to find child porn on Jared's computer. There's going to be DVDs. What's so, he pleading guilty for if he if he was not found? No, and and he is pleading guilty for possession of it. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't dealing it. He wasn't trying to broker Nobody, girls, any of that stuff. I, I don't know that anybody said he was... Well, his partner. I mean, his partner was. Okay, well, I mean, just... You are so in tune with the story. It's well, freaky. Yeah, it is. But you... So, so wait. So, because I I, I... I follow this in the about as closely as I followed the rest of Jared's life. Yeah. Which is... You know, I, yeah. there's a general interest in hey, certain Jared. parts of it. Hey, there's but Jared. I, it's a subway guy. Okay, so, yeah. so the subway guy, he, his business partner, we keep saying partner. I think he ran his, uh, his foundation. Okay, yes. he ran his foundation. So he, he seems to definitely be into this, no right? No question. So your case seems to be, to me, as an outsider looking in, your case seems to be that he... Uh, basically is pleading guilty to child porn charges because it happened to be held in his house it's by a, his another computer, person. It's on his DVDs. It's, there that's might have been some crap. at the house. Uh, Jeffy, that's bullcrap. 
Okay. You don't get you don't plead guilty to child porn charges when it's just someone you work with. For nope. example, nope. if we happen to come in here and and the place got raided for child porn and or maybe a less offensive pornography <laughs> that was still illegal. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. I'm trying to I'm trying to guard <laughs> your character you. as usual here. Um, and you were arrested and pulled out of here. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I don't As you know, <laughs> Stu is a careful guardian of your integrity. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Yeah. So yeah. they pull you out of here. almost a full-time gig for him. <laughs> they pull you out of here for porn charges of some sort. There is no way I'm pleading guilty to it because I happen to be in the room with no. you every day. Okay? No. That's not the way the law works. In fact, even if you were married to someone. Uh, you were in a uh, legal relationship with someone, and you know if the, the the husband's doing something. They don't drag the wife out too. She doesn't have to plead guilty to child born possession. No, he's in the house. He's involved. Obviously, yeah. he's involved because he pled guilty. So you, you don't plead guilty to something this heinous if you're not guilty. And right? plus, you, you don't cut any kind especially of especially this fast. Uh, yeah, it's one most... thing if you went got, you go down a trial of six months and it turns the wrong way somehow, and you swear you're innocent, but it's like life in prison yeah. or maybe you make a deal at that point, but you don't before the. Trial even starts, you don't be like, all right, yeah, yeah, no. I and we'll find out just exactly how bad it really was because, you know, when you, most people, when they think about child pornography, mm -hmm. they're thinking little kids, bad right. stuff, hor mm -hmm. horrific stuff. Mm -hmm. But you're still into the child pornography, into the teen God, years, under the should, legal age really. stuff. That's no. still child porn, according Wait, no, to the law. No, legal, yes, legal is. age is not child porn. Uh, teenagers. I'm just saying. Yes, there the is a teenager. But that's 13 is different than 18. I think correct. we're all on board that's with that correct. general it's also philosophy. 15, 16 can still be child pornography, and yes. that's not the horrific little kid porn either. <laughs> this is the worst segment. Can we delete this? Can we just start the I'm show? I'm just telling over? you, it's not. <laughs> People... Uh, you should probably they, stop. I understand stop all the now. time over that. You should stop talking. Right, but yes, because yeah. it's blatantly illegal and they should be in court. It is illegal. And, by the way, I think that may very well be what it is. I mean, yeah. it may very well he, be that he's not, um, you know, uh, setting up these scenarios and right. trafficking in children. Like, you're, of course there are different degrees of this, uh, but it's all pretty damn bad. But it ruins his life. Oh, he's done. It certainly ruins his career. Uh, it's, he's it's worth really millions of dollars, though, already, right? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. can't... That's what I mean, they said. That, that, you know, it's not necessarily going to go away. They said 15 million, if right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Hell which is... Wow. I mean, that's just disappointing. That's, that's amazing. The guy ate a free sandwich. I, I know! <laughs> I know! <laughs> I, mean, he, I really feel like... He and I, walked two miles a day or whatever and ate at Subway. Big deal. Who cares? And it, it, it caused this... What fifteen year career? Yeah, uh, with and, Subway and millions and, of dollars. Yeah, they're really common. Wasn't he married with children? Or isn't he? I don't uh, know the answer to that, uh, Jeffy. Uh, I got to bring that, that down too. But I'm sure that. By the way, the that's fun, not good. The funny thing it's about this, by the way, I've always found is like comical when it comes to the Jared story. Is that he could have done the exact same thing at any fast food restaurant? Yeah. If you would have had a, literally a uh, an egg McMuffin, a quarter pounder, and a quarter pounder for his three meals instead of Subway sandwiches, and walked two miles a day, he would have not weighed three hundred and ninety pounds anymore, because he would True. have been eating twelve hundred calories a day, and he would have lost weight really fast, just like he That's, did at Subway. Yeah, no question about it. <laughs> That's, There's no doubt. But those restaurants aren't promoting being healthy. Being no, that's healthy. true. They don't care. And there's no one who's done it. I mean, people have done it. We've, we've actually talked about the guy who, uh, who ate mm -hmm. nothing but McDonald's and didn't do it the way uh, that they did in the documentary. 
um, which was, by the way, really, even though I didn't agree with their right. uh, with, with their basic point behind it, was a really good documentary. What was the name of it? Super Size Me. Super Size Me, yeah. Um, and so, but someone went in there and just did it normally. I'm just going to eat. I'm not going to supersize every meal when they ask, and I'm not going to I'm not going to buy one of everything. I'm just going to eat at McDonald's every day for every meal, and they lost a lot of weight. It's just a matter of how much right. you eat there. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole point. Um, but I always thought that was funny. Here's a guy who's made 15 or is worth 15 million dollars because he went in and ate a sandwich from the same restaurant three times a day. Mm-hmm. When any restaurant, I mean, you know, it would depend on which thing you picked at the restaurant at some level. But even things like a Big Mac, a quarter pounder. Like, you could do the, the big ticket items without fries and do this exact same thing. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, he did it and he took advantage of it, which is great. The other things he's taking advantage of, not as great. Not as no. good. Mm. No. Mm. So, Fox, um, <clears throat> Fox 59 in Indianapolis apparently uh, broke this story yesterday afternoon. And, and uh, so he's, he's pled guilty now. And Subway is completely done with them. I know that, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. according to the notes we have, they didn't respond, but they have responded to Fox 59. And they said, we've already ended our relationship with Jared and have no further comment. I bet they I don't. Mean, they, they don't, don't, say no they don't even they, they don't even seem to want to be associated at all with child porn. <laughs> no. I mean, not, <laughs> no. Even a, not even a little not bit. Even a little like, bit. They, they don't even possession. want possession. No. They don't even want the possession. Right. Not uh, even of the right? you know, you know, mm. uh, older teenagers. Mm-hmm. They don't even seem to no. want to be involved in any porn at all. <laughs> which is a really interesting stance from Trade. a big corporation yeah, like know, that. Trade. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, endorsement it's deals. So it's extreme. Yeah, it's extreme. I mean, it's extreme. <laughs> and so many corporations <laughs> take that extreme point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. you know. I think we take that same extreme stand here. That's ridiculous. We just don't well, want to be involved with it. I will say that we did hire Jeffy, so we're not except for. Jeffy, I will say it's not right. that we don't want anything we to do, do uh, with the business. Jeffy is our Jared. <laughs> well, except for the weight loss. <laughs> Actually, no, you did have the big weight loss thing, so that was good. But it, it seemed funnier at the time to not just to go the other direction. No, you know, whatever works for you. No, I know, I know, but this is really bad. Busy protecting. Thank you. I'm protecting your character as usual. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's basically 80% of my job. Oh, my gosh. And uh, a bigger percentage than that. Really? Yeah. Uh, It's just a weird thing because um, you've got, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, uh, Jared from Subway. Like, these real deviants. Like, and I'm not to say, look, Bill Cosby has accomplished a hell of a lot more than Jared from Subway. But these are like these feel-good stories, these people who are kind of great in their industry or, or, or just a good story of a normal guy who's been able to turn into a multimillionaire because... He, you know, took responsibility for his own uh, eating and, you know, changed his life. Uh, he's never a great spokesperson, but he just freaking went out there and had a few sandwiches and walked a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the guy was able to turn his entire life around. Um, it's, it's such a nice story and so destroyed. <laughs> These things seem to happen more and more and more. And, I, you know, I mean, maybe this is uh, something to do with what Glenn is always talking about, of how, you know, we just have lost sight of the things that are supposedly are supposed to be important, um, whether it's faith, whether it's family, whether, you know, all those things. And we probably have lost sight of that a little bit. And uh, it seems to be kind of mm-hmm. bubbling up into issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it really does. And it, it, it was unfortunate, too, because his statement, when they came and got his, his foundation partner and took him away, was pretty strong, if I'm not mistaken. I've severed my relationship with that guy, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Like yeah, it was he right had, away. Like, I don't want anything to do with this dirtbag. 
And then it turns out... Which was really the red flag. Yeah. And then he's into it, too. Yeah, it's just really, really bad. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK, with your thoughts on Jared. Uh, if you have <laughs> what did he spend? Uh, do you have it's anything? All Jared Wednesday today. Yeah, it, well, it's all fast food <clears throat> spokesperson Wednesday. We're gonna be taking your calls on the Noid coming up, uh, and uh, Ronald McDonald a little bit later he, on. Yeah, he'll be here as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you like this? Because uh, I, I don't know. I. Uh, by the way, th- do we have Subway here yet? Is it coming? Because we have been talking about it. Yes, we for have. For an entire break, it's supposed to be one of these things uh, that we do. Is uh, is, is come? I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing. No, 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 we are no, not asking for pornography deliveries. I should say we are asking for Subway sandwiches to be delivered here. Um, talking about how standards are changing. Maybe that's a way to put it. Standards mm-hmm. are changing in our society. At one point, maybe you stayed away from the child porn, particularly if you were um, a spokesperson for a large corporation. Um, another one would be uh, maybe you'd stay away from drugging um, uh, counterparts when you're a famous comedian or really anyone. Another thing we had in the society was maybe you don't, to make a political point, have your kids swear uh, on camera. That was a line we had at one point. That line is gone. Uh, it's, it's been destroyed. Uh, this uh, video is the latest from a ridiculous activist organization that did this last time. I can't remember what they were swearing about last time. Do you? Uh, no. Sexism, right? It was sexism, I'm hearing. Um, this one's about the Confederate flag. Now, people don't realize this, but the Confederate flag is a much more serious issue than child porn. If uh, maybe, you know, maybe Jared uh, is able to walk on these child porn charges, but if he had a Confederate flag, He'd be dead we'd want him to be executed. Yeah, we, we would, we'd be calling we would have for his put him to death. Um, flags kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kill people all the time, mm-hmm. and we're not going to let this stand. But here is the activist organization that I can't really talk about their name because it's... FCK H8. Yeah, so do you get it? Hate. Because <laughs> uh, the their name is, the, um, is kind of a swear. Fudge so. hate. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, kind of, except not that exactly. But here's so. their stupid video. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all! The Confederate flag is a symbol of proud heritage. The good old days. Good old days. Uh, slavery. Five f-ed up facts about that f-ed up flag. Kids, we're America's bright future, and we're kind of fed up with this whitewashing of America's dark past. We're not so down with this flag being up. Um, if we're having this much trouble getting rid of a symbol of racism, we are in deep. Getting rid of real racism. The Confederate flag ain't racist. Up fact number one. In 1861, the vice president of the Confederacy said the Confederate government is based on, quote, the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. Uh, yeah, that's not racist. It's a powerful emblem of pride. Powerful? Oh, haha. <laughs> you mean white power. With the racist Ugh. Nazi swastika being banned in most of Europe, Dan had the Confederate flag in its place. Winky dink. Yeah, when Nazis pretty, use something as a racist symbol, police. it's got to be a pretty f- racist symbol. These people are evil and atrocious. Well, okay. you're, put, uh, you're putting these... Evil and atrocious. This is just like you're using a kid as a puppet. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't like the Confederate flag either, and I, it's, it's not a symbol of Southern pride to me either. But that is I mean, pathetic. It, that is pathetic to put children through that. I mean, it's beca- it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's become uh, for a lot of people. A lot of people are not doing it because of racism. Mm. They, I mean, I get that. But you know, the one part. In, I mean, the part in there which is true is that is what a big part of what 
the Confederacy was built on. In fact, it was, it, it was in their Constitution. Yeah. You know, straight out in their Constitution. Yeah. Built People on say slavery. it's state rights. It's not state rights because you couldn't choose not to have slaves in your state. Mm-hmm. You could not, as, as a member of the Confederacy, it's in their Constitution. You had to be a slave state. So that's not about states' rights. That's just about they liked slavery a lot. Now, there were, of course, other elements to it, and it was not that straight out an argument. Um, and I'm not a fan of the Confederate flag, but I mean, the, A, the idea that it's doing anything today is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it, was on, it was on the top of the Dukes of Hazard freaking car, okay? I mean, I mean, this is not something that's a serious issue today. Um, it's just being made into one because it's easy. You can try to, like, I mean, I love this. Like, the whole point of this is don't stereotype people, yet here's the hick in the uh, Confederate flag hat being a hick, and you've completely stereotyped people from the South, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the whole thing is built on a stereotype, the actual video. <clears throat> I, well, the, most, the thing that hurts more than any of it, just watching it, is how awful it is. It, it, it's like, it's just these kids thinking that they're being like smart and sassy yeah and was like the really bad the the adults teaching them that that's a good idea and it's just Mm -hmm. it's just it's honestly the idea of it i can almost understand but it's executed so poorly that it it, it makes you cringe oh yeah yeah and they say that uh because the flag is a symbol for the n-word it seriously deserves the (laughs) f-word okay (laughs) that's adorable and of course then they want to sell you t-shirts to say racism is not over but i'm over racism i noticed that because all the kids are wearing them you're right um right yeah so So, wow uh f that stupid (laughs) video (laughs) (laughs) oh boy oh golly uh right now you can get a 72-hour emergency food supply for $10. I mean, is, uh, we've said this a million times, but this is a phenomenal deal. Can't last forever. It's only available if you call 800-478-8061. 800-478-8061. My Patriot Supply can uh, only bring back this price for a really short time. So don't miss out. If you call in the next seven hours or 12 hours, mm-hmm. they'll even throw in uh, free shipping for your order. So they're well. going to include that last five hours. It's not just a seven-hour no, offer No, it's now. a 12-hour okay, offer. Okay, it's a 12-hour offer. 12-hour Get offer. Get your 72-hour <laughs> kit for only 10 bucks, including shipping, today. Just call 800-478-8061. That's 800-478-8061. It's a $10, 72-hour food supply. Shipping's included. This is as easy as it gets when it comes to preparedness. Call now. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, I, I, Stu just stumbled onto a story that's barely breaking now uh, in this Planned Parenthood saga. Yeah, that, uh, it's pretty disturbing. And you know, if we were a normal society right now, if there was any logic and reason going on in our society, if we had any value on human life, this would end Planned Parenthood for all time. Yeah, I mean, basically, the headline is, Seventh Shocking Video Catches Planned Parenthood Harvesting Brain of Aborted Baby Who Was Still Alive. 
My gosh. Hmm. I, it doesn't so feel... they they aborted a, a fetus, some tissue. Mm -hmm. Somehow the tissue was alive, like a what, like a vegetable, like a piece of fruit, or a, like no, a, it was human, a, a piece human of being. broccoli. Um, quote: or, I wanted to see something kind of cool, and she just taps the heart, and it starts beating. Jeez, wow. Hmm. So then, hmm. so almost... as the as the baby is alive outside the womb, they harvest the brain. That is apparently what's in the video. I have not seen it yet. Uh, it is uh, Jeez, going around. Again, uh, you know. You if such that, if that's not enough to put a stop to this madness and abortion, frankly, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know how you continue as a society that will do that. Uh, you know, Glenn's said that several times lately, and I, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how, how we could go on when we have no... Well, we place no value on human life like that. Yeah, it's really difficult to, uh, to understand. Did, did you read the Matt Walsh article on abortion yesterday? No. Really good, as <clears throat> all of his articles are. But he, uh, he, he says now that uh, <laughs> this, this whole situation's kind of turned him around um, because, you know, you want to kill babies in a, a safe, clean, and legal way, mm -hmm. not in a back alley. Right. Oh, yeah. So he thinks that he should be able to kill people, in, in other people, in a safe, clean, legal way. Because we've already established that babies don't matter. The most innocent, pure, and perfect of all of us. Mm -hmm. Well, so if you could do that to a baby, why wouldn't I be able to do that to Jeffy? I mean, if somebody wanted to really, you know, to abort Jeffy in this, what, 533rd trimester of his life... Why shouldn't I be able to do that as long as I do it in a safe, clean, and legal way? I'm not talking about killing him in a back alley. I'm talking about taking him to a trained professional who's trained in murder. Yeah. And, and we do it in a clean environment, right. safely, where nobody else is going to get hurt. Right. And, uh, and it should be huh. legal. That should be legal. It's so funny, too, uh, this argument that's made that, because that is essentially their argument, mm. which is uh, if, you don't, if you don't let it happen in an abortion clinic... It's going to happen in a back alley. You're so and, stupid. So you, you might as well not regulate so it at all. It's, but it's, it's an interesting point to be made from the left, who constantly wants to regulate everything and yeah. is never believes these arguments. When you say, well, uh, we need to... Uh, I mean, Hillary Clinton said it the other day um, in, her, uh, in her statement to the Black Lives Matter guy. It was like, well, I don't care about changing hearts. I only care about changing laws and changing... Mm -hmm. And it's like, well... All the time, we we argue this all the time. You try to ban something, it's going to pop up on the black market. You might cut the the amount of it, but it's still going to happen on the black market. Um, it's going to happen behind closed doors. It's mm -hmm. going to occur, well, and murder is going to occur anyway. Right. It's, you might as well make sure it happens in a safe, clean, and legal way. Well, but that, with this particular thing, is <clears throat> cutting it is important. Cutting the amount of it. Yes. Will there still be back alley abortions? Yeah, there will be. They're going mm -hmm. to be. It's going to, people are going to happen. The reason it's going to happen is because you've argued for decades that it's okay. Just so you know, that's the reason it's going to happen is because you've been making the argument that it's all right. Uh, but, okay, obviously m murder of humans happens all the time that are 30 and 40 years old. So, uh, you know, yes, there will be back alley abortions. But that doesn't mean – think of the argument for – uh, adults, you wouldn't say, well, there's going to be murders behind closed doors if we make it illegal. So let's just keep it legal and, and put it in, uh, in a nice, safe environment. And as mm -hmm. Matt made you know, the point in the article, it makes a lot of sense. You would never do it for people you cared about. And that's the point. They right. don't care about these people. Right. They don't care. They don't care. They don't vote. 
They, I mean, I guess that's the value of a person um, in their particular uh, construct of life, and I, 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 I can't understand it. As you point out, Pat, it's like you're talking about the most innocent. You know, they yeah. haven't screwed up. They haven't got. They haven't become a spokesperson for a sandwich chain and then got into child porn. They're, right. they're just babies. They haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to make them the most disposable form of life in our society. It makes no sense. From the same people who will argue to keep people who have murdered FBI agents alive. I mean, we we say, look, these are the worst people in our society. They're serial killers. They've murdered uh, police officers. Oh, no, keep them alive. We've got to make sure that those people stay alive. But babies? Mm -hmm. Look at all the crimes they've made, all that crying and such. (laughs) Kill them. It's just incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible to a society that supposedly is civilized. Yeah. You know, we look back at those things like when people used to, you know, uh, town square. They'd hang people in the town square. um, I was watching uh, Argo fairly recently, and at one point there's a really powerful scene where they're driving through Tehran. And as they go by, they go by a crane. And the crane, there's just someone hanging off the crane. It was a, you know, the revolution happened, and they wanted to show hey, here's a lesson for you guys. And they just started hanging people off cranes in the middle of Tehran. And you look at it, you're like, oh, these, well, look at these guys. I mean, <laughs> how uncivilized are they in comparison to us? Really? I mean, mm-hmm. you have people who are out there, or killed 55 million babies, 55 million, you know. They in America them. alone. Yeah, that's just in America. Yeah. They, they, they did hang a few people by cranes, which is terrible, really bad, really bad. Probably not as bad, though. No. When you think about it, probably not as bad as killing 55 million people. Yeah. Probably not. That's a large number, Pat. It's too it's, big. It's, it's way too I'm big. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that's too big. Mm-hmm. Now, 50, 55 million. 52 million, we all understand about it. right. It's going to happen. About right. You're yeah. going to kill a few dozen million people. Mm-hmm. But when you get over 50 million, come on, guys, let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's inconceivable. Uh, to me, it is, yeah. What, it, it really is. Have you heard this uh, thing on Ben Carson, uh, his stance on, a, on abortion? Uh, Politico was picking him apart, and, and you said he's saying he did, never did this fetal research. Yeah. The me, media, mainstream media is sticking to this and saying that they think he has. Politico has a story today trying to uh, understand his, pro, his position on life. Listen to some of this. It is confusing to me. Um, here is uh, This is from his communications director. He, Ben Carson, believes in quality medical, medical care, number one. And secondly, mm. he believes in people making their own decisions based on facts and information. Okay. Um, when asked whether Carson stands by his previous decisions to refer women to whose fetuses had genetic defects to doctors who provide abortions, he does, Watts said. He believes people, ought, uh, that Watts is a spokesperson, he believes people who um, ought to have all the facts available to them, but he's steadfastly, steadfastly opposed to abortion. Referring it, on, uh, referring it on does not mean he's advocating it, which I think is fair. I, I mean, I, if you're referring, you're referring a patient to a doctor who, who does do mm-hmm. abortions doesn't mean you're recommending mm-hmm. they do an abortion. Um, but, I mean, if you're referring it, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, you're saying you don't do it, but if you're adamant at doing it, you could go see this guy. Or maybe that guy does other things, too. I mean, I, I would assume... But, you know, like, if, if, you, if you're going to someone who would... It does seem provide, co- inconsistent, however. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I was even willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it gets more interesting to me. Uh, referring it on does not mean he's advocating it. He's advocating mm-hmm. that they are getting qualified medical supervision. He is always... So maybe they're saying, okay, uh, sh- sh- this person's getting an abortion anyway. They should go to uh, someone who... Mm-hmm. Is, provides know, them. Safe and legal. 
right instead of the back alley clean. yeah not a back alley um but again uh he's advocating that they are getting qualified medical supervision he has always believed that the battle over abortion had to be waged in the hearts and minds of americans that you cannot legislate morality but he also believes we're winning the debate now uh, obviously uh, you have to win the hearts and minds that's important but the debate currently is about legislating this behavior yeah well of, of course you have to it illegal uh, it's saying you get, on abortion you can't legislate morality is like saying uh, you uh, can't legislate can't murder. murder right of course that's just right. stupid if you believe it's murder which obviously you would assume somebody who's uh, pro-life uh, does believe it's murder mm -hmm. then that argument doesn't make any sense at all because of course you can legislate that shut up that's beyond morality right that's just civilization deciding you can't kill each other right i mean like i you know uh i happened mm. to be watching hotel rwanda last night which I, were you guys doing the same thing you oh, guys watch oh movie on the no the uh, i wish i would have had time first, first time this week i haven't watched oh really it. Yeah. of course no, i asked on the one time the you one night I, 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 yeah but first of all, it's a fantastic, it's just a great movie. And the reason why I think I love it so much, you know, it's such an amazing story about the Rwandan genocide. But it also just shows how incompetent and awful the United Nations are. Like, they are just the worst people yeah. on the planet. They just left these people to die uh, and be slaughtered. But, you know, in Rwanda, uh, murder was illegal. And, but there were still a million people killed. Because if you don't win hearts and minds, yes, laws can be overrun. Mm -hmm. But the, the the general that doesn't mean you make it legal, right? You don't leave it legal and then try to you, you know and then deal with the hearts and minds. There's an issue there. So it goes on. So they um, uh, they pressed repeatedly to name a legal restriction Carson supports at re legal restriction to uh, abortion. The spokesperson uh, said <clears throat> that the candidate is anti adamantly anti-abortion. It's not a matter of illegality because there is legal abortion. But you're asking for his point of view where his restrictions are. Restrictions are not necessarily, in his mind, determined by laws. He believes that life begins at conception and that he is opposed to abortion after that. Which, of course, all abortions would have to be after mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Watts reiterated uh, that the legal realm is not Carson's focus. It is legal. And I say he does not think the issue is one that can be legislated as much as having to win the hearts and minds of people to discover the morality or immorality of abortion. He is unequivocally, unequivocally uh, completely, positively opposed to abortion. So he, it seems to be the line they're drawing is he... slippery ground, man. Right, it seems like, mm, uh, yes, weird. he's opposed to it, but doesn't want to change the law. He wants to change people's hearts and minds. And I uh, agree with that again, on most topics, but not like That's like, uh, yes, I'm opposed to murder, but I don't want to legislate your right to kill Jeffy. Right. I don't want to do that. You just want to try to convince me it's yeah, the I wrong just wanna, thing to I want to change if, your heart and mind. But if I do it, you're not going to put I'm me gonna, in prison. No, of course <laughs> not, because that, I, that's not what I'm tr trying to change laws here. I'd like to change your heart or your mind. I'm, ca I'm curious, because that's uh, weird. That's, what that's a strange. bizarre line to draw. Now, to be fair to Carson, it is his spokesperson, so yes. maybe he's just not. Maybe He's poorly articulated yeah, that? Yeah, that's really possibly. bad. But, though. I mean, I think that's a, that's a significant issue for a pro-life candidate. Isn't I it? would say so. Yeah. Because the debate is happening mm. not on whether you think, you know, every Democrat will say that they don't like, think it's a great thing. They all right. say it. They all say, yeah. you know what, we think it's bad. Harry Reid, oh, I wouldn't I do it myself. I'm personally opposed to it. I, I uh -huh. don't want it. I, and I'm going to try to convince people that it's wrong. But I have a 100% NARAL rating because right. I constantly fight for the legal aspect of it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, so I don't know. That's, a, that's an interesting one. Huh. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Maybe a little bit more than a second. Yeah, I was sort of an expression. If we're not on a second, no. just to hang out. We'll be right. back. Yeah. Don't come to the library.
That's what you want to say. It'll be a little more than a second. Backtracking on my earlier position. Welcome, 888-727-BEC, Pat and Stu. By the way, the reason I brought up that Ben Carson story last break, I mean, I would like to hear Glenn's take on that as well. Maybe we'll do that on uh, on radio tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the reason I brought it up is he had a huge crowd, uh, 6,000 people in Phoenix at a rally. Um, and uh, he's talking about, he kind of got a little critical on uh, Donald Trump's uh, immigration plan, mm. uh, saying uh, rounding up 11 million people and deporting them, you know, it may sound good to some people, but it's not pragmatic. Oh, good gosh. I, uh, okay. This guy's done for me. He's done. He's <laughs> wow. Done. He's done. Wait a minute. Uh -oh. Is this I am uh -oh. done with You're ben like Carson. Subway with Jared. You're turning I'm on him that fast. Done. <laughs> Come on. Between the equivocation on, on abortion and oh. now the, the whole leftist thing. Oh, rounding up 11 million people just can't do it. Blah, blah. Nobody's saying round up 11 million people and deport them. I don't, maybe well, Trump is? Yeah, well, I, I think that's what he's criticizing. I, is, in, the, in Trump's plan, he says deport everyone. I, yes. Well... He does there's say that. A, there's a system, however, and I think probably even Donald Trump realizes this. Mm -hmm. You don't put everybody on a bus and, and send them out at the same time. You round up the ones you can find, you do deport them, and then you remove the incentive for being here, you take away the jobs, and they will self-deport. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not that tough an issue, and I really hate it. I, I have no tolerance for Republicans who do this. I, I just... I have, this is a leftist tactic. Mm -hmm. This is a way to, to continue the status quo. It's a way to continue illegal immigration. And I can't, I can't handle it. I, I just can't take it. I think this, and, and, and there was a story today estimating the cost of Donald Trump's uh, immigration uh, plan. It was $161 billion <laughs> a year. Uh, and <coughs> it's wow. a lot of money. Now, but the way they figure that to me is unfair. And again, as you know, I'm not a Trump guy. But, like, the way they figure that is, okay, well, it costs, you know, whatever, ten or $11,000 to deport someone. Uh, multiply that by the 11 million illegal immigrants, and you get $114 billion or whatever it was. And it's like, well, hold on a second. When you say you're going to deport the illegal immigrants, to me, what you're saying is when you catch them. So you're going to catch someone. Let's say they, uh, you know, they get uh, some, some, some level of crime or they get pulled over uh, in a, they're going 80 miles an hour in a, in a 55 and their status gets checked, you realize that they're illegal, mm -hmm. then they don't just get released. They have to deal with that level of crime. That doesn't mean you're knocking on every door looking for illegal immigrants, right? Right. That's, uh, right. right. That, I mean, so in, inherently you're not going to deport you, 11 million. You do what Arizona did. You, you, you create, you... Enforce the law. We don't have to make new laws. Right. We've already got laws in place. We just don't enforce them. Mm -hmm. Enforce the law. Remove the incentives. Secure the border, obviously. That's step number one. You, you deport those you find and, and can, and then the rest of it begins to take care of itself. And now it, it's a process, and it takes some time, and it's not going to happen overnight. But any reasonable person understands what this means, yeah. that we're yeah. not going to tolerate 11 to 20 million people being here illegally. I'm sorry, we can't tolerate it. And it costs us more than 100 and, uh, 200 million that they say Trump's transportation or deportation plan has been estimated at. $200 million? I mean, they cost us more than that every year, by far. This, this says 
Trump's deportation plan has been estimated to have a price tag as high as $200 million. Is that accurate? That's not that much. No, I mean, if that's, that's true, Carson says we don't have that money. Well, no, we do have a certain amount of money for, for uh, vital things. This is a vital uh, program. I will give you the uh, much mm. higher estimate here, if you give me a moment. Because um, I think you said $160 billion. $66 billion. Yeah. And they're, here we go. they're reporting that Ben is, uh, you know, I mean, he's saying he wants to enforce the laws we have. Well, look at Arizona then, because that's what they did. And and illegals decreased by about a million, they said, in Arizona after that after that law. And look at the flack they got for it. I mean, they, they were berated by every Democrat on the face of the planet, and yet it worked. It worked exactly the way they wanted it to, because self-deportation began to happen. Illegals started to go elsewhere. Some of them went back home. That's what happens when you enforce laws. The problem will eventually take care of itself. If you don't provide the incentive for them, there's no reason to be here. Right. Like, if you were to say, we're going to deport you if you're caught by any minor restriction, and that's going to actually happen, they're going to follow up on it. What you'd see is some people would say, I don't want to deal with the hassle. I'm going to go home. There'd be, like, let's say 20% of people would do that. I can't make any money here if if employers aren't going to illegally hire me. Yeah. There'd also be a large portion of people that would never commit a minor violation and probably never get caught just like there's people who go around all the time like jeffy and rob people and steal things from homes and and commit all sorts of various crimes but he's for some reason not in prison that happens all the time you're not going to catch every single illegal immigrant but the point is that there is an added a punishment an added level of punishment if you're here committing an added crime yeah that's all that's being proposed here um, and I, I don't think that that's crazy. We on the books are saying you're here illegally. If you're here illegally and we catch you doing something else, like even as little as speeding or, or uh, you know, um, uh, committing identity theft uh, or, um, you know, if there's a raid of a plant where, you know, hundreds of illegal immigrants are working, those people Checking would get to see if house, so some doors open in your neighborhood, that kind of thing. No, I mean, you're <laughs> what? No. <laughs> the point is you're not going around with a giant, uh, you know, INS uh, bus and just going through neighborhoods and breaking down doors and right, asking right. for papers and loading them in the bus and sending them home. That's not what you're doing. No. But when you when when these process, when you have the opportunity and you mm-hmm. find someone who is violating this law, you actually yeah. enforce it. You know that, what it is? That it's is a change. Not... It's a change of your mindset. Mm-hmm. And the way in which we do business and the signal that we send to Mexico, Mexicans, Central and South Americans. Look, we're not going to deal with this anymore. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. So stop coming here right now. We're saying we're going to make you citizens. We're going to make it. We're going to make it legal for you to be here. We don't really care. We'll give you a slap on the hand. Then you can go about your business. That's the signal we send now. So they come by the millions every single year. You if you change that policy, it's going to have an immediate effect and a dampering effect on all of those flooding across the border. I mean, even before you get the fence up, it's going to dampen illegal immigration. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's true. And, and uh, you know, that is the idea. Like, we've talked about it before as well. Can you understand an illegal immigrant coming here? Well, of course. First of all, you know, you'd say, well, I, don't, I wouldn't want to break a law for my family. But when you look at the way that we treat it, which is... I, was, I used to use the example of we treat it like a speeding ticket, but in all, in all it's honesty, not even that. it's not even that. I no. mean, I, you don't go to court. Right. You get released to do whatever you want. You don't have mm-hmm. to show up. You don't have to pay anything. It's really less than mm-hmm. a speeding ticket. And, and I, I mean, I speed occasionally, occasionally. Pat, very rarely. Really rare. Re- really rarely. Only like, if I'm... Uh, if, only if you're driving. Right. 
You know, you ever would almost never do it almost running. Almost never do it with just my two legs. <laughs> right. So I uh, rarely go past 65. Right. With my two legs. When it, look, there's a there's a uh, co uh, a consequence to breaking a law, and if mm -hmm. the consequence is nothing. Well, then, you know, the people break the laws. That's what happens. You have to make sure that there is a consequence. And you know, a lot of people, these people that we always describe as good, hardworking uh, people who come here for the good of their families, well, a lot of those people would say, you know what? If, if, they, if they say to us, um, we're, we're going to actually enforce these laws, maybe we will go about it the right way. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll just get that done. Um, by the way, here's the cost. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement has estimated it costs $12,500 to deport one immigrant from the United States. Um, the, for whatever reason, the Liberal Center for American Progress says it's only $10,070. But even if you use their estimate, which is lower, it's $114 billion to, uh, to deport everyone. But, of course, you wouldn't be deporting no, everyone. you would not. Um, no, you would not. Uh, to triple the Immigration Customs Enforcement officers per, uh, per year would be $8.4 billion per year. Um, uh, that cost. Then you've got walling the southern border. They say at least $5.1 billion plus uh, annual maintenance. But again, like this is the type of thing that Trump, I think, will be successful in. And he'll say, look, it, everyone's saying it's going to cost a million dollars a mile to build a fence. It's not going to cost me a million dollars a mile. And everybody, th and they're saying it could be as, as high as $5 million or uh, $4 million a mile. It's like no human being thinks it should cost $4 million to build a fence for mm -hmm. a mile. Uh, nobody thinks that. So, like, this is the type of thing that, that, that Trump does well, is he'll be able to say, look, I, for me, it would not cost that. Plus, right. you know who's going to pay for it? Mexico. It's going to be free. Yes. And it's like, well, while that's not going to happen, it right. still, you know, kind of feels good, and it's easy. It's kind of an easy general win to a lot of people. Triple eight seven two seven back More patents due uh, coming up. I, I, also, uh, 2.1 billion, billion for the National E-Verify. The visa tracking system would be $7 billion. Mandatory detention, $1.7 billion per year. Uh, and then whatever economic costs they say. They, of course, think it's going to cost us money. A lot of people What's the savings in fraud? Triple eight seven two seven back. I bring that to the Hillary. Yeah, we still haven't gotten to the Hillary. Thing thing. We had planned for the hour, <laughs> and, we, and we found our way around it nine hundred times. But we, yeah. keep, we keep getting more information now. Uh, new breaking information on Jared. Wow, uh, they're reporting now on the terms of what's coming out from the charges. Um, it looks like that he is uh, pleading to uh, distribution and receiving digital images. So he of did minors. distribute. Okay. Wow. Okay, but again, like that's that's a line, right? Like so. Like, if you, let's just take it out of child porn for a second. There's a line between you uh, occasionally go online and look at porn and you are running a porn company. Right. Right? Like, there's a pretty significant line there, and that, none of them, probably none of them are good ideas, but it, it, you have... Sorry, Jeff, I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, but when you're involved that much in the business of it, like, you're actually... You're, you're knee-deep, right? Oh, yeah. So this is what I find really interesting here is as you read these Jared accusations, it doesn't seem like he was like a guy as creepy as it is going on and looking for pictures of underage girls online somewhere on some shady website. He kind of was involved it in sure the, sounds like it, man, uh, the business of it. He's pleading guilty to traveling in interstate commerce, engaging in unlawful commercial sexual acts with minors. Oh, my gosh. So sexual acts? in them. 
is different than Jeez. It, like you know the law is weird on some of these things so but if but that's not like you're just downloading no, a bunch of pictures engaging in right. an act with a minor he received images from russell the the former head of the foundation wow that's um, bad. he's going to jail i mean they're saying that the prosecutors are asking uh for a sentence greater than 151 months in prison greater than uh, ask for a sentence greater than under the plea deal. Fed prosecutors oh, will not ask for a sentence under no greater. Okay, so than no bigger than. But still, that's a long. I mean, you know, you're talking what, 13 years, 12 years there, mm -hmm. 12 over 12 years. Uh, wow, that's. I mean, he's got to register as a sex offender. He's paying restitution to to who? To 14 minor victims. Yeah, so wow. these are again That's, like he's and, in I, deep. and I know these lines are all in the in the world of creepy. But so like some of this is breaking news, so some of this may change. We'll find out more because they're having a news conference here really soon. But again, like the, uh, the distinction here, I think is important. You have it's one thing to go and and it's it's all horrible, it's all illegal, it's all jail time to me. Right. But there's one thing to go and you're you're downloading pictures of some uh, uh, sex yes. act done in Malaysia. Uh, it's really really horrible. The fact that he's engaging in sex acts and they can identify mm -hmm. 14 individual girls or b boys that he was dealing with. I mean, that is, uh, that's way, I mean, like, that's, that, that should be double digit uh, yes. years in prison for that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, wow. That's, mm -hmm. I, I will say that, you know, it's hard mm -hmm. to believe. It, it and sure it, is. And we all, it's so dumb. We it don't is. know anything about Jared. The guy ate some damn sandwiches and did bet, commercials. Yeah, I know. But, like, you just feel like. I mean, I've met him two or three times, and he seemed like an okay guy. In, I what, mean, in what circumstance did you meet him? Just out and about. No, he would come in. <laughs> yeah, to, no, he, he did would a lot of interviews. For, yeah. yeah, he would come into the station. Mm -hmm. He did, uh, you know, walks for yeah, he did share, you know, breast cancer work, walks and, yeah. and all this stuff for his foundation well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Subway. He, he was all over the country. So, yeah. But his foundation was wow. apparently a front for child porn. <laughs> Oof, really bad. Bad. Wow. Really yeah. bad. Uh, speaking of jail time, uh, I think we should line some up for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> okay, we're going to do it. We're going <laughs> to do it. All right. Uh, speaking yesterday at a press conference, she was dodging Ed Henry's questions about our email server. And uh, here's what happened. I was the official. I made those decisions. And as I just said, over 1,200 of the emails have already been deemed not work-related. Now, all I can tell you is, in retrospect... I'd used a government account and I had said, hey, you know, let's release everything. Let's let everybody in America see what I did for four years. We would have the same arguments. So that, that's all I can say. You tried to wipe the whole server. You didn't You know, I don't, I have no idea. That's why we turned it over. You said we, you were in charge of it. You were the official in charge. Did you wipe the server? What, like with a cloth or something? I don't know. Well, you no. know how it works digitally. Did you try to write I, I don't know how it works digitally at all. I do not. Okay, many, you, try. you do not try. Ed, I know you want to make a point, and I can just repeat what I have said. It's a simple point. In, order to, in order to be as cooperative as possible, we have turned over the server. They can do whatever they want to with the server to figure out what's there or what's not there. That's for the you know, people investigating it to try to figure out. I, mean, I love that, you know, with Ed Henry from Fox News, she yep. has to say, Ed, I know you want to make a point. No, I want the truth from you because you're a lion sack of crap. That's that's what the point I'm making. One good give thing, us the truth. One good thing about that little chat right there is her outfit is getting pretty close to the prison uniform yeah. she'll be wearing. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a number pin, just a pin of some, some random number that she can wear, and then all of a sudden it'll fit in perfectly. Um, yeah, that color is one they should stay away from. I yeah, would say, probably. In the future. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. 
because it's not just this impossible to dissect pro- process of how to classify things and and you know what happens on a server. It's just the way that she's just terrible at this. Terrible. What, wipe, Did what, I wipe with it with a cloth or something? <laughs> <laughs> she looks to the Dude. right and no, like hoping to see someone smiling and no one's smiling. And she comes back and stumbles again. She's and, not likable enough for no, them to smile no, with her. No, she's not and, good. And this is a bad situation and they all know it. You know, who, you know who can handle this, Al Gore? Al Gore? Al Gore, Joe Biden. Oh my How many God. times do we have to say it? Mm-hmm. How many times do we have to say it? Nobody will listen. Instead, they're going to Michael Bloomberg now? No, yeah, whatever. No, whatever. Because it make him explode <clears throat> faster. You would think we were really trying hard. We're working hard there to get him free of it. And then something goes radically wrong. It'd be funny we're one day. Forced to, to leave. Be, probably not worth the effort because it takes a lot <clears throat> to animate something like that. But it would be funny one day. Just one of those days we just do save you. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, just randomly throw it in and see if anyone notices. And but then at the end, decide that. No. And then we just want to kill you anyway, obviously. <laughs> By the way, which you should stab be you in the face. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't. Mm. <clears throat> well, well yep. look, we, we all know Jeffy's life doesn't matter. Thank you. Uh, there's a lot of groups out there. There's All Lives Matter. There's Black, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. But both sides agree that Jeffy's life doesn't no. matter. In fact, when we say All Lives Matter, there's the addendum, yeah. except Jeffy's. There is an asterisk uh, on yeah. that particular statement. And this is you protecting me again? Or this is me protecting your okay. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know how like Thank people you. people uh, you know, people <laughs> like John Lennon. They thought he was pretty amazing. Uh, but then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, he became a legend uh, after the terrible mm-hmm. tragedy in which he died. John F. Kennedy, was he a great president? I mean, no. I don't think he was a great president, but, uh, you know, now people think he's a great president. So that's where I'm thinking with you. Just uh, <laughs> After death, I'll after become. Death, yeah, you'll become. Van Gogh. A legend. Died poor. <clears throat> yeah. But now, a legend. Right. You know, so maybe that'll happen for you. Most likely nothing. I mean, people won't even notice, but it's possible. It's possible. It's, it's certainly better than what you have now. <laughs> you know what? It's worth a try. It's, it's worth it's a try. It's worth a whirl. Uh, anyway, for <clears throat> All Lives Matter, you shouldn't be saying it. Why? Because it's a, uh, well, it's a violent statement. It's a statement that's only made when people are trying to uh, say that black lives don't matter. So it's a statement of violence. Mm. Uh, Julius Jones said this uh, on CNN. Here's what he had to say. Love him. Emperor. I would, I would say temper your perspective with the urgency that black lives are actively under attack and we are in a, in a terrible war with our own country. African Americans are Americans and we're not treated like that. We're not treated as if black lives matter. Yeah, and when sure. people say all lives matter, it's actually a violent statement oh, because the only time that people say all lives matter is in opposition to Black Lives Matter. No. And it's the most no, no violent statement of love that you can do. It's like, Wait, all lives what? matter. It's, Yes, we understand that. It's true. But in this country, for the long time, the United States acts like black lives don't matter. It, it, there, it was a long time where that did occur. Um, uh, it's been over for quite a, quite a while. Yeah. Uh, quite a while. There was a time when, when there was slavery and horrible things happened in this country. It doesn't not, uh, not, not now. It's not now. And uh, it's, a, it's the most violent statement of, of love, love yeah. 
Um, okay. Uh, weird. I would That's, say uh, O.J. Simpson bizarre. had the most violent statement of love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's such a weird thing, and uh, like why they could get offended. They don't like their. They, they don't like it being pointed out that uh, while of course black lives do matter, that is part of all lives mattering. Um, but it, you know the idea. This, the same thing that he was saying to Hillary Clinton. And by the way, Hillary Clinton got some heat over this. The interaction. I think this is the same guy, right? That was uh, had the interaction I'm not sure with Hillary. This is the same guy. Um, the issue was there's two things that happened in that video. Uh, Glenn talked about one of them in the on the radio show today, which was she said, "I don't care about uh, changing hearts. I care about changing laws. I care about reallocating resources. In other words, I'm a huge progressive, and I think the government does everything." That was to me the most important part of that video. The part that got a lot of steam online with conservative blogs is she said something like, "You know, he said, look." Uh, there's no way you can, uh, Black Lives Matter can do anything about this problem because it's all about white violence against black people. That's what it's always been about. First of all, no, it's not. It's, it's the dumbest thing you can possibly say. It has absolutely no and, awareness. And by proportion, white people kill black people at a much smaller rate. Much smaller rate than, than not only... Uh, it, that hardly ever happens. Right. White people kill uh, black people at a lower rate than black people kill white people. Yeah. And also at a lower, much, a much, much lower rate much. that black people kill black people. Yeah, right. Um, so it, and, of it, course, the other, it, the, the opposite is true, too. White people kill white people more often. True. Uh, so that's that, why All Lives Matter kind of covers all it all. All Lives Matter. Don't kill people. And I'm so sick and tired of the fact that they only matter when a cop kills a black person. And it doesn't even matter what the circumstances are. If a cop shoots a black person... It's uh, it, it's uh, some sort of uh, injustice. Well, it's not always. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and it's been proven it wasn't, and it still doesn't matter to these activists. It doesn't matter. And, and, and they don't give a rat's ass about the black people being killed every single weekend in Chicago. Black on black crime. It's not white on black crime. It's not white people killing blacks in city after city across America. It's blacks killing blacks why don't those lives matter why and when is anybody in the press going to ask these people that question and i will say that i give some credit to hillary clinton in the way that she handled this i yeah i because was kind of impressed the, 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 a lot of conservative blogs and stuff were beating up hillary because what she, she said he said look it's not about black lives matter what they can do it's all white people doing this and white people are the ones committing the violence she goes well then i guess i'll just talk to white people right and it, it was dismissive but it was not I mean, it's the right sentiment. She was, yeah, it was. She, she's calling she him out on his BS. Right. I actually I thought it. it was a good moment for I, Hillary. I did too. Uh, which is I odd. Um, but of course, this is the thing that she's getting beat up on, so what do I know? Um, but, I, you know, in reality, like, first of all, your facts are completely wrong. The, the idea that whites against black violence is actually the, lo the lowest problem of all of the types of violence. I think of the blacks who die uh, at the hands of, you know, a foul play like murder, 7% are killed by white. I, that might be right. I don't know the I stat think, off I think the top of my head. Seven percent. The oh. others are killed by blacks and Hispanics. Right. Uh, is it ninety-three percent? Yeah. Outside. I mean, it, I, it, the, literally, only, that this is a white problem is just bullcrap. Like white on black violence is a much smaller problem than white on white violence. Yeah. Yes. That's how dumb Not this conversation is. It, it's you know, it's pathetic. All violence is bad, and that's why it does make sense to put it as a catch-all. You know what? All violence is bad. It's like saying, like, well, look, uh, you know, uh, uh, people stealing f uh, from locally owned banks is wrong. Uh, no, people stealing from banks is wrong. Mm -hmm. 
you know right. uh, it's like it's all wrong why not just t attack the whole idea that violence against uh, unwarranted especially violence against others is is just the wrong thing to do always um and for i guess you just lose your shtick people it's it's like your shtick is oh well it's all cops killing uh black people and that's what we we care about you should ask yourself in a moment of, I understand you're not going to do it in front of Hillary Clinton. I understand you're not going to do it while you're interrupting Bernie Sanders. I understand you're not going to do it on CNN. But in a moment of clarity, in silence in your own home, think about how dumb your argument is for just a second. Consider how stupid your point is. Your point mm. is you're elevating some tragic incidents over all other life. You don't seemingly care about uh, infants you don't seemingly care about white people being killed. You don't seemingly care about white people who are being killed by white people. You don't seemingly care about black people being killed by black people. You only care about white people who are killing black people, which is the percentage-wise the smallest piece of this puzzle. And, it, I mean, at some point, do you have a moment of clarity? Do you sit back and say, what the hell am I fighting for here? I want to protect everybody's life. And mm -hmm. the act, the act mm -hmm. as if to try to vilify in a giant group of people... Um, uh, over over something like this is really it's really wrong. I mean, it goes back to what we talked about with the uh, we played the um, straight out of Compton trailer the other day. There's a controversy going on with that in that it's really anti-police, makes police look like they're beating the crap out of black people all the time, which uh, you kind of would expect. But it doesn't even mention that Dr. Dre beat up his wife, potentially shot at his wife, was at least accused of shooting at his wife, had all sorts of domestic violence um, uh, accusations throughout this period, did all sorts of stuff wrong on his own. It's not even included in the movie. It's like, and the reason given was it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, yeah, no, it doesn't, does it? But is that mm. what you're doing? This is the same thing with, with these activists. It's like, well, the fact that a very small percentage of crimes are the ones you're talking about doesn't fit your narrative, but don't you at some point when you're sitting home and, I don't know, you're in commercials on some show, does it pop into your mind what you're doing? Well, just for the integrity of your movement, yeah. don't you have to include the black lives being taken by black lives in Chicago and Baltimore and mm -hmm. every city in America? I, I, just for the integrity of your movement, you got to at least bring it up. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't. It drives me out of my mind, but... It's racist. And, and so is all this uh, stuff in uh, the Washington Post talking about the influx of young white people ruining a park in D.C. that they want to keep diverse. They want to keep it black, in other words. <laughs> and and uh, Meridian Hill Park uh, has been, I guess, diverse, which means, I guess, uh, it's heavily uh, populated by black people. And now they're getting pissed off because there's a group of young white people moving into the area and they don't like it. They don't want them there. Uh, so why is that okay? If this yeah. was a group of white people saying, hey, we've got a really nice white area here, and we don't want blacks moving in here, now you've got all these black people coming in? Yeah. No. Our park is in peril. There are too many blacks. That's, Can you imagine that story? Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And what, but it's okay when it's directed <laughs> at white people. I mean, and look, perfectly at, fine. look at the activities they portray as terrible. Guys playing chess with girls. Yeah. Ooh. People walking in background. Like it's not like there's a huge white crime wave that's broken down no. the city. They're playing chess. Right. <laughs> I and mean, the bottom line is you shouldn't care about these things. 
And it was, as we've pointed out a million times, Martin Luther King's dream, mm. colorblind society. Mm -hmm. You know, a society that doesn't care about this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice if we could get there. At some it point. would. And we're just not there yet. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's uh, Pat and Stu. You know, one thing I really believe in is that all Americans should become more self-reliant. You should start to get off the grid because, and I mean sooner rather than later, it's especially true today. These are really scary times. Whether it's President Obama's refusal to protect the power grid from terrorist actions or attacks, his attempts to bankrupt the coal industry, or even a potential EMP disaster, we have to face the facts that our power grid is more vulnerable than really it's ever been. Go ahead and bring I'll it bring in. I'll bring it in now, but I put it on backwards. Bring it right in. So walk right across my shot. That's okay. Because uh, i got to show this. This okay, is an look. awesome unit. I'm urging all of my friends to take immediate action. Prepare right now for the coming power grid problems with this. It, it, do this. Get a solar generator from Solutions from Science. These are fantastic. They're solar generators. Run really quietly. They emit no fumes, and they produce uh, an endless supply of electricity from the sun. They'll run your sump pumps. So if you have flooding, they'll run shortwave radios, computers, refrigerators, so your food doesn't spoil. I mean, these are fantastic. Go right now and get some more information about these and find out how to get your house set up so that you're not going to lose power. Go to patoffgrid.com to learn more about this incredible, incredible generator. Plus, we got a, a really cool coupon code for you. You use the coupon code PAT and you get half price. You get it for half the price. So go to patoffgrid.com right now. You forgot to say the rest of those words. But, uh, uh, <laughs> we all know that all lives matter, uh, particularly black lives. They matter more, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but do hot white sorority girls' lives matter? No. No, they do not, uh, no. just so you know. Apparently it's uh, now controversial if... White girls, and not, it's not all white girls, by the way, but white girls apparently get together and bounce around in bikinis to get to sell their sorority. Yeah. Now, to what, me, what if what like if they're all dressed similarly too? Oh, oh no. Oh yeah. my gosh. Very then then it's really really bad. This is really a, bad. Apparently controversial. University of Alabama. It's the Alpha Phi. Uh, Alpha. What is it? Have we cleared this? Up? I mean, are we gonna? Oh, we're not airing this, are we? What's that? We're not airing this. Oh, we're we? gonna air it. <laughs> we oh, we're gonna air this? it. I mean, um, yeah. Apparently they they. They, they did this, and it's very bad. We have to show how heinous it is. Mm -hmm. so, I, mean, it is. I agree. I just want to be sure that it's okay. Look, and here's the, like, the video is of a bunch of girls uh, having fun in <laughs> little clothing. So and they're, they're recruiting say, other girls. Right, they're recruiting other girls so. because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, uh, like an enjoyable activity, I guess, to be in bikinis and look hot. And, uh, you know, look, it happens in every fashion magazine. It happens all on every look at MTV for five minutes. There's a reason why people people do kind of like this idea. Let's watch some of the video and we can talk about it. But it's it, you know, it's not that bad. No, it's they not. They just look good. And uh, Jeffy's walking over to the screen now. Really I gotta see the big screen. Yeah, you are getting really close to that screen. Look, I mean, this is not horrific. Mo most of the time they're clothed fully, mm -hmm. look nice. Mm -hmm. um, they're having a fun party time. This is how girls hang out, by the way. In case look how horrific they look. Like they're look, they look fantastic. They're dressed up. They're doing their hair. 
they are wearing short shorts. They're a fan of Alabama's football team, and I bet the Alabama football team is a fan of them. Uh, again, they're nothing, nothing controversial. They, nothing. They have shorts on. Now there are a couple bikini uh, seg- uh, sequences in here. Oh, uh, they're going into the stadium now with, with the football player. Yeah. yeah. And it said Roll Tide, and now they're doing gymnastics moves. They're apparently cheerleaders, and maybe? then they're hopping around on the football field. They're racing football players. <laughs> uh, look at she won. And they're dancing. Uh-huh. With, with, the, with the mascot. Alabama mascot. There is zilch wrong with this. In fact, there's so much right with it. <laughs> Are you ready to join Alpha I, Beta I, Phi? Yes, I am willing. <laughs> I'm willing to join at this time. I mean, it's stupid. It's yes, stupid, but I mean, but it's, a, it's a dumb sorority. Who cares? It's a commercial for a sorority. And, and they it, pulled the video, by the way. Yeah, they pulled, they pulled the video. They pulled it. Because it was supposedly, I don't know, too white and too uh, c- consistently dressed, these girls, and too, too blonde. There were there were too many blonde girls. There were way too many white girls, and there were way too many shorts involved. There is so. a lot of money to be made to uh, organize for organizations that don't play to this political BS. I mean, yeah. I, in some ways, you yeah. can see Donald Trump is kind of is kind of yes, doing that. That's, that's what exactly he's tapped into. Yeah, exactly what he's tapped into. People are just into. so sick of the, yep. the whining, and it's just like nice. I mean, like, again, give like, me a break. I, 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 do I support Donald Trump's idea of coming up with a business? And sure, I don't want him to be president of the United States by any means, mm-hmm. but there is something to tap into there. Um, it just shouldn't be tapped into by conservatives who care about policy in the middle of a presidential election. But right. there are other elements where uh, Donald Trump, you know, the fact that you don't care, the fact that the tweets don't bother you, the fact that people who post, you know, email you or post on your Facebook page and say nasty things about you, if that doesn't bother you, there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so there are people out there who are exploiting it. And it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful. You know who's exploiting it? The farmers. The farmers are... Exploiting that double yes. may care attitude because they just they want to match up farmers with other farmers. They do, and they, they don't care uh, if you're white, black, or brown. No, all here, all farmers have common ground. We talked about this yesterday, Pat. I mm-hmm. uh, am fascinated by this company, Farmers Only. I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a farmer. I have not yet seen this ad. I'm looking forward. Oh, to Oh, this it. is great. So these are they run all the time. Farmers Only, it's a dating site for farmers to find other farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, you know, they kind of play the anti-city vibe. City folks don't get it. Mm-hmm. But the commercials are so bad that I don't know what's going on with it. Um, you have to watch these. If you've never seen them before, Pat had never seen them, so we, we decided we're going to do a segment kind of revealing some of these ads. Here it is. This is a real ad for FarmersOnly.com. Tired of online dating sites dominated by fast-paced, two-faced, game-playing city slickers? slickers. Well, now there's a new online dating site for genuine, down-to-earth singles. FarmersOnly.com You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com City folks just don't get it. My gosh. That is bad. Well, like it's it, they seemingly filmed it with like a VHS recorder. Yeah, like it's not bad. even like, and it's like they're running ads everywhere. They've got to have money. It's got to be something they're doing it on purpose. Like they're doing it to, to make 
make it feel like down yes. homey or something, but it's so bizarre. Um, I had actually never seen that one before. Uh, uh, but here's a, here's another uh, FarmersOnly.com commercial. Okay, there's hard work involved. Handsome devil, working hard at Lonely Acres. Sweaty. Yeah. Where are all the country the... girls? They're at FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> okay. Oh, and there they are. Hello. There they are. A lot of hot farmer yeah. girls right there. Give me the percentage of those girls that actually are farmers. Uh, no, uh, zero. Zero percent of them <laughs> are farmers. Uh, those are city girls. Come on now. Yeah, they, they, they dressed in, in boots. Which yeah. makes you think they might be farmers, but no. I don't know. I'm not thinking maybe, maybe they're not, not farmers. I'm not buying that they're I don't farmers. Know. We'll see. Then there's one that's uh, getting your nails dirty. Uh, let's check that out. Hi, I'm Jerry Miller, founder of FarmersOnly.com, the dating site for country folks. Recently, there was a TV show about a bachelor farmer in search of love. Prince Farming had to choose from a bunch of city slickers, but it didn't work out. They were all whining, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my nails dirty on his farm. So join Farmers Only and find over a million and a half girls who don't mind getting dirty. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> yeah, very bad. fascinated by so this So he's the uh, Dr. Neil Clark Warren yeah, of I guess. Farmers Only. Oh, I've yeah. never seen him before. Farmers Only, I match you on 29 dimensions of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can almost feel like they're, like, I can un understand the idea for the oh, site man. in that, like, okay, you know, maybe people in New York City are using Match or, you know, Tinder or whatever, and here's something where, like, okay, people who are maybe just looking to date and they want someone from their area that's kind of down homey, and all right, I could see, it's just the ads are so strange to me, yeah, like, the, bad. the acting really is bad. weird, and, like, the quality of the video is strange, and the song is really... Bad. You don't have to be lonely. Bad. At farmersonly.com. Oh, and it's here's Cindy and uh, hmm. Cindy and Jason oh, good. getting oh. together in Farmers Only. All right. I recommend Farmers Only all the time. It's to anyone who is single and looking for someone mm -hmm. with the same interests and hobbies, the country lifestyle. Been around livestock all my life, rodeo, team rope. I knew what I wanted. I always knew what I wanted, and she's everything that I've been looking for. It was a blessing in disguise. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Oh, it there get you go. Stuck in my head. <laughs> See, that oh one's a God. much more standard ad. That one uh, seems like a normal ad for it. And yet, still pretty bad. I mean, that was so bad it gave me chills. I had bad chills from that. You did? Yeah, I okay. did. That was bad. Well, that, I think we did our job with this segment. I think we did, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. So if you're a farmer and you're looking for a, you know, you're used to being around livestock and you want a girl who reminds you of livestock, mm -hmm. FarmersOnly.com. Jeffy, you're on or there. Jeffy's a man that, that, that reminds people of livestock. Yeah, right, right. All right. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven back. That's a billion dollar idea. More patents too. Come you on. have a lot of sites that actually feature livestock. Welcome to Patent Stew, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. This is a really cool story. I I still don't believe it's going to come to fruition, 
But they've actually contra contracted a uh, Canadian company now to build a space elevator. We, we've been hearing about this for a pretty long time. I, I'd, I'd guess about 20 years or more. Um, and I think it goes back even further than that. Actually, I, I think one of the science fiction writers have written about it. Like maybe, uh, I don't remember, was it Clark? Maybe wrote, wrote about this. Neil Clark Warren? Neil, yes, Neil Clark Warren from, uh, from uh, eHarmony.com. <laughs> Uh, Arthur C. Clarke, I think it was. Okay. Uh, but a Canadian firm has a patent for a space elevator, which will shoot cargo 12.4 miles into the stratosphere. And then they've got this landing. Well, there it is. And then they got a landing strip on top or a taking off strip on top where you would launch space shuttles from it. And it's much easier to get into space. You don't have to have the fuel, all of that. I'm just not sure how they get the... I, I don't know if the shuttle comes up on the elevator too, if it's if it's if it can carry enough weight, but that's really cool. And that's only twelve miles though. What they were talking about initially on this was twenty two thousand miles, but they couldn't figure out how to get that done. So the cost comes from there's so much fuel needed to launch it from nothing from zero from the feet Earth to get right? to twelve miles with all the gravity we have on the surface. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to expend so much fuel to get away from Earth's gravity mm. that this is much, much cheaper once you finally have the space elevator built. And then it just takes off from, from uh, low gravity, and then it's in orbit. Bang! Just like that. Mm. So you need much, much less fuel to get to, uh, to Mars or wherever you're trying to get. So it's, it's kind of cool. And and it's inflatable? It's inflatable. Yes, and it has some sort of... And, you know, in the wind and stuff, I'm not really sure how this... I know that's kind of the thing. It has uh, it has a complex uh, complex arrangements of flywheels fly to uh, compensate for the tower bending. That I mean that's I mean that's science. <laughs> I I'd be a little nervous about going up in this thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I would. That would be I, a really cool view, though. Yeah, wouldn't it though? Twelve that's, miles. That's a uh, that's a lot of that, that's that's a good, high. That's a good height. Although not as high as it. Again, the initial one was going to be twenty-two thousand miles. So it would take you into uh, an orbit. It would take you all the way into space. This this one just gets rid won't. of that initial thrust needed. So you're taking right. off like a plane, and then you're just going to go up instead of having to go from you know sitting at you know trying to. I mean, you see that. When you see all the thrust that happens, right. and the thing just sits there kind of like three feet off of the launching mm -hmm. pad for a few mm -hmm. seconds before it starts getting going. This just gets you going. Right. It saves enough, uh, cargo, uh, enough uh, fuel and everything to really lower the cost. So it's apparently. a lot cheaper. Once you have the space elevator built, which I, I'm guessing is going to be pricey too. Well, it's inflatable, so, you know, a couple hundred bucks. It's like those uh, <laughs> inflatable pools for kids. Yeah. Less than a normal pool. And the, pool. the bouncy things that they get into mm -hmm. and yep. bounce uh, around bouncy on. house, yep. It's a lot uh, like that. Less than a trampoline. Right. Uh, so anything so. that's inflatable will, will save you money. In fact, Jeffy's found this out many times with, with female. Well, Forget it. I wish I'd have known about nano threads, uh, the, the diamond nano threads. They've been suggested that will uh, help with the inflatable. Yeah, we don't, we don't have nano threads, though. No. So they're not building it out of no. that. So, no. yeah. Darn it. But astronauts, we did. astronauts would go up these 12 miles, and it, it doesn't also say, and I was really curious about this, too, how long would it take to get up there? How long does it take the elevator to get to the top? Is it a long ride? I mean, it would be long, a but it day and be... a half? Is it that kind of a ride? Well, it depends no. on if you take the express or you take the slow one. I mean, it's just... And you gotta you gotta get the right bank of elevators too. <laughs> yeah, you get the wrong bank. Yeah, you go to the uh, wrong yeah. bank. You're only going to the second floor. I mean, uh, what, <laughs> with something like that, it's almost like you. How would you and how would it, how does it go up? 
I mean, if you're using inflatable, it almost feels like maybe that's the way they would, you know, they, it would be something like Just that. Air pressure floats you up air, or something. Yeah, some, some sort mm -hmm. of air pressure or whatever that kind of brings you up. It's an interesting concept, though. I mean, they talk about this because we, we're always obsessed on this program with the tallest buildings in the world. We do about <laughs> right. six segments a week on it somehow. Um, but they, the, when they talk about the highest proposed buildings ever, you know, we talked about one ridiculous one, I think, earlier this week. But the, the tallest one is always the space elevator because the space mm -hmm. elevator is – it's literally into space so you're talking way higher than any building and any there's no reason to build something that this tall. is 20 times higher than the Burj tower so wow yeah that's high that's high the Burj tower is the tallest man-made structure ever built uh which is 2700 feet so. yeah even taller than like the tallest radio towers um that yeah. have ever been built um yeah. which you know again like a radio tower you're not look you're building it for people to be in it you're just building it uh, it's just really high so you can get as high as you can to carry the signal what are guys that fix up that work on those though they are some they are some good guys because i don't know that i could climb all the way up on those bad boys jeff you can't climb stairs yeah so we have two floors in this be building a problem. you're never on It'd the be top a problem that's well there's there's <laughs> two floors two stairs like goes up one and then turns yeah that's just... called a flight it's called a flight of stairs. But it turns, and then there's yeah, more stairs. That's what it is. You can't be expected to climb that. <laughs> we should do our next tall structure uh, segment. We should mm -hmm. do the Warsaw Tower in, uh, in Poland. It was the tallest radio tower ever built, and it collapsed. <laughs> I wish there was video Ooh. of it. Uh, but there's some really good uh, radio heard? tower collapse. Uh, it was a long time ago. I don't remember. Oh, okay. um, but it was the tallest man-made structure ever, I think, until the Burj Khalifa, which, I mean, you think about it's hard to build a tall radio tower. You mm -hmm. think it's a lot more of an effort to build a tall building that people are in and going mm -hmm. to the right. top of mm -hmm. uh, regularly. Uh, you know, how tall was the Tower of Babel? Because that was something that they were trying to build to get to heaven. Uh, this would be taller, I would think. So will we be destroyed if we try to build this? We try to get this, and it's actually stretching into heaven. I bet the, the Tower of Babel was like eight stories. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, it looks like it, it probably, very tall. It probably wasn't really very tall. Yeah, I think it was their intent. It was their intent that, that was kind of the problem. <laughs> so there. hopefully yeah. we won't be destroyed for building this thing. No, we just want to so. we just want to save some fuel. I don't yeah. think that's a little yeah. bit different than trying to take over uh, and, and be more important than God. Uh, we just we just would like to save some fuel. Yeah, we mm -hmm. just want to get to Mars. Uh, at least I do. We've got no plans for that. Uh, I think they have a. Do they have a moonshot planned? Is, did, didn't we have a story on that a couple of weeks ago that there was some sort of moon uh, adventure that is being proposed for the 2020s sometime? You don't. It doesn't yeah. sound familiar I to anybody, know. huh? Uh, I think NASA plans to go back to the moon eventually. But you know, how anticlimactic is that? When we've been there, we were there 40 some years ago. So what? Who's going to be interested in that now? Oh, we're going back again and doing what? I want to do something we've never done, like that, like the space elevator. Yeah. And then something that propels us to Mars or, you know, Venus or wherever. And by the way, the trip uh, has now been canceled because uh, Russia has said no. They're not going to let our people fly to the moon. I mean, we have to ask Russia for the rides now anyway. Yeah, we do. So We get a hitchhike. <laughs> we've got no space vehicles anymore. Wait a second, I was supposed to be on that. And no. that's, that's another thing that I was interested in, in with this space elevator story, because we're talking about shuttles going off of it. Well, we just scrapped the shuttle program. Yeah. So uh, can, are we bringing them back? I don't know. It's, a, it's amazing. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, also, we have uh, uh, Miss America. I think the reigning Miss America was asking some clueless guys 
questions that the uh, the pageant queens have to answer. Mm. You know, they, they are they're usually stupid questions. They're questions you haven't thought much about. Um, and Miss America wanted to prove how difficult they are, so she asked um, she asked men uh, some of the same questions. There are she was a asked. record twenty female senators serving in the United States Senate today. What can the female senators band together on to influence the male majority? You were asked this one. I was. Can I get a different one? You're gonna be okay. I think I'm really nervous. Are you sweating? I'm sweating. I would say reproductive rights. Um, where was I? <laughs> Maybe they should uh, band together and uh, try and get more for uh, women's rights. If you were a candidate running in the 2016 election for president of the United States, what would be the focal point of your campaign? Winning. I was going to say legalizing gay marriage, but that's already done. Maybe... All right, time's up. <laughs> Poverty. Right there. What would you do to alleviate some of the college debt that hangs over our generation? I would try to make uh, most colleges not expensive as they are. <laughs> if a student is actively searching for employment and has been unemployed for two years, the debt should be forgiven. Mic drop. If I had the mic, can I have the mic and then drop it? Don't, don't drop it. I, this isn't mine. Okay, well, okay. metaphorical mic drop. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, they're well, trying to prove a point that it's it's not as easy as it looks. But please, those well, are stop. easy questions. Two, two things. First of all, I mean, first of all, they're easy Stupid. questions, and any of us, you know, anybody a, with anyone a brain who can answer them, pays attention to things. Honestly, like there's, you talk about the how should they band, how do women band together? The answer to that is they shouldn't. You don't right. band together based on your private parts. Yeah. You band together on based on issues that, that you was, care that about. That was going to be exactly exactly my, what I thought. But but beyond all of that, uh, the, the, the thing that's separate here is these women train for years yeah, right. to answer questions like these this. These guys did not. These guys just walked in off the yeah. streets and, you know. And, and by the way, uh, what should we do about the massive college debt? Uh, don't go to college and ring up massive debt. How about that? <laughs> and how about, about starting to criticize the actual colleges for raising their rates? Yeah, yeah. Talk to them about that. More patents too. News on the way. Welcome to Pat and Stu. Triple H727 back. Hey, uh, yesterday Glenn's new book, It Is About Islam, came out. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And uh, so it is about Islam. Yeah, uh, he's been talking about it a lot. Obviously, A28 has a lot to do with It Is About Islam um, because you've got a situation where we have people in the Middle East who are, uh, who are being tortured and killed. And if we can't come together on something simple like that, you know, we're never going to be able to solve the complicated problems that we have here. We can't come mm-hmm. together with, like, all lives matter. We're never going to be able to solve these problems. But uh, as far as the focus on ISIS, Glenn went into depth on this and the importance of why this book really is making an impact. Watch from last night. Today, I am releasing a book that um, so many people told me not to do when we were doing it. And today, um, as my first meeting was a security meeting... Um, <laughs> I'm kind of rethinking things. Uh, the mere subject matter has become quite literally dangerous. You can't say these words. You can't say it is about Islam. It is. You can't talk about the history of Muhammad. I'm not drawing a cartoon. I mean, I know you can't draw a cartoon without, um, without putting your own life at risk. But there are no cartoons in here. Pamela Geller didn't do the cartoon contest. This is just, let me just tell you a few things that we know for sure about 
Mohammed, let me tell you what we know for sure about Islam. Let me tell you what it says in the Quran. What it says in the Hadith, we've gone over to the Middle East. We have checked with all of the scholars in the Middle East to know. Is this true? No opinion. You can't say these things, and that's why people remain silent. The media loves to bash Christianity. Clearly, no friend of religion of any kind, yet... How often do you see someone questioning the one religion that has a massive spin-off sect filled with millions of jihadis engaging in violence all around the globe? It's Bill Maher. That's it. Who else? We have been dealing with this since 9-11, and I've been grappling with what I'm going to do about it and what's right for my family. And what's right for my family is to do the tough things now. Americans have always been the people who said, give me the trouble in my lifetime. Give that problem to me so my children don't have to deal with it. So I've decided to say out loud what we already know, all of us. It is about Islam. There are good Muslims. Of course there are. There's a difference. Islam and Islamism. We'll talk about it later. Those who follow Islam that don't want it institutionalized through the government, they're fine. Those who want it to have uh, institutionalized in the government, that's the problem. And with them, they are more Islamic than the rest because the rest are reformers. And to deny the reality that just uh, that uh, Islam is the justification for most of the violence on the planet of the earth today is insanity because it's true. Sounds shocking, not to you, not to you. Nobody's willing to say it. Nobody says it on TV and the, peace, the PC police will be up in arms. They'll argue, as this administration has, that radicals and fanatics of Iran or ISIS have nothing to do with Islam. I want you to hear me clearly. That is a lie. You know it, but it is time now to say it and label it as such, or it will mean the end of the Western way of life. You don't say it with hyperbole. You don't say it with glee. You don't say it with vengeance. You just say the truth. It is about Islam. Islam is at the very root of everything that terrorists from ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, and Hamas say and do. They quote from their holy book before they kill, slaughter, maim, rape, steal, enslave. This is the reason they have recruits. To argue that it has nothing to do with terrorism, this has nothing to do with violence, is the equivalent of going back to the 16th century and telling Martin Luther that the corrupt actions of the Catholic Church at that time had nothing to do with Christianity. It had everything to do with Christianity. If you take Islam out of ISIS, you have nothing left. They are called Islamists for a reason. Their references to Islam to, call what, uh, to do what they call a holy war against our Roman Empire is what helps them gain recruits. It helps them gain money and support. We know better than this. We can plainly see it. But we've been dealing with this problem since the founding of our nation. The exact same fight 
They've quite literally done the research for us. Our founders did. But along the way, we've allowed the um, PC machine to bulldoze reality. We took the first real monument to the first war the United States fought on a foreign soil, and we've moved that monument away from Washington, D.C., and we've hid it in Annapolis. If we would have left it there, we would have seen this coming. In March 1786, Thomas Jefferson was called to London to meet with the ambassador from Tripoli, which is on the coast of Libya. It's about a 400-mile drive from Benghazi. At the time, American cargo ships were constantly being attacked by pirates. They'd take the goods on the ship, and then they would take the crew members and enslave them. George Washington wanted Jefferson to find out why the four North African territories called the Barbary States were doing it. He didn't understand. This is long before the days of political correctness. So the Barbary ambassador was extremely blunt. We asked him, what are you, what, what are you, why are you guys doing this? The capture in the U.S. ships and people was a just and holy war sanctioned by the Koran. That's what he told Jefferson. And here is how Jefferson described it. He said, the ambassador, the ambassador uh, answered us that it was founded on the laws of their prophet, that it was written in the Koran, that all nations should have not acknowledged their authority were sinners, that it was their right and duty to make war upon them wherever they could be found and to make slaves of all they could take as prisoners and that every Muslim who should be slain in battle was sure to go to paradise. Does this sound familiar at all? This is literally the exact same problem we are facing today. Only this time, our leaders are denying the source that produces the mentality. Now, let's just think this through. What are the odds that Muslims, who want the exact same thing as they wanted in Jefferson's time, who in Jefferson's time were motivated by this, are motivated by something entirely different? That would be that'd be an amazing coincidence, wouldn't it? It would be what a coincidence that this time they're not motivated by this in any way. They're just motivated by poverty or American policy. And that made them think they could commit the exact same acts of violence and enslaving people. And they would become martyrs and go to paradise if they died in battle exactly the way the Barbary pirates did who were motivated clearly by this. But this time it's American policy. There's no way you can misunderstand that. Unless you misunderstand, and I'm putting that kindly, Islam. Jefferson, on the other hand, was prepared. He owned the largest private collection of books in his day, 6,500 books. He literally started the Library of Congress. He was extremely curious. He loved to learn. He said, I cannot imagine a world without books. One day... In 1765, he was visiting a local bookstore, and he was drawn to a book that turned out to be one of the earliest copies of the Koran to ever reach America's shores. It was the first time it was ever printed in English. Well, he kept it in his possession for decades. We're not sure really how well he he knew it, but his initials were next to this verse on page 113. Uh, God hath preferred those who fight for faith before those who sit still. 
So we know he at least saw that. He also cited Islam as one of the reasons Virginia should not have an official religion because he knew Islam held little tolerance for any other faith. He knew they would kill you if you disagreed. So how many of our leaders are even remotely familiar with the Koran? How many people do you know has actually read this? If you haven't read this and you have no idea what ISIS is talking about, um, shouldn't they be getting um, more familiar with the primary text? We should know what people who are responsible for driving so many people into death believe. I told you that uh, last year that we were at a point to where um, it's coming, it's coming, it's begun. And then I told you that it's going to get harder to stand and uh, that we, we now have to stand. Um, and it's a good thing. These things have been foretold. The time for worrying about insensitivity or the time for worrying about hurting other people's feelings is long past. I believe we're building Gideon's army here. This isn't going to be a mass movement. Um, it was 8% eight, of the population that stood uh, with the founders. 8% that actually fought in the revolution. It's going to be about 8% this time that say the truth. I'm sorry, guys. I don't, I don't want to be... I don't, I don't want to hate people, and I don't hate people, but it is about Islam. The people who don't want to know the truth, they're either part of the problem or they will have judgment rain on their head in their own way. But I say, give me the trouble in my lifetime so it doesn't have to happen to my children. We have to have the courage to speak truth to one another. Everything else is a lie. And those who take lies and, and make evil look good are in trouble. If we're going to move forward, we have to be able to unite one another. And the only thing that we can unite on is the truth. We have to start from a place of truth. Otherwise, the foundation is built on sand and it will not last. We have to be <clears throat> honest with one another. We have to point back to the principles that made our nation great. The principles that people of all faiths, including those who are not Islamists, can unite on. That's why we're gathering on 828, and I do hope to see you there. It's nine days away. If you haven't made your decision, may I invite you kindly to come join us, a small band of rebels and renegades that are not going to engage in violence. Instead, are going to stand for the eternal principles of truth.